Welcome to the Grace Over Grind podcast, Vlogmas edition. I'm your host, Dr. Lacey C. Robbins of Robbins Nest Consulting, founder of the Everyday Business Conference, consultant to small and mid-sized businesses, and coach to women who are ready to use their knowledge, background, and expertise to build a platform and make more money. Let's get started. So on today, I want to be able to share with you one of the biggest mistakes that I have made as a leader. You see, once upon a time, yours truly was an elementary school principal. In fact, I was an elementary school principal for six years. And if you listen to one of my earlier podcasts, uh, where it was basically a trailer introducing the podcast overall, um, I shared the story how I left being a principal. I can honestly say it was not, well, fulfilling. It was definitely not one of my most favorite jobs that I've had to date. And I learned a lot. I grew a lot, and I also realized when it was time to make some transitions. But once again, I'm getting ahead of myself. But today, I want to talk about the biggest mistake that I have made, well, one of them probably, (laughs) that I have made as a leader. And this comes from when I was an elementary school principal. You see, one of the things of being a principal is you simply have to deal with discipline. Most times the assistant principal deals with the discipline. However, there are instances in which it makes it to the main office, your office, because it could be a bigger situation. And because it could be a bigger situation that needs your attention, it pretty much can absorb almost your entire day. So that's something like that would happen. Um, I don't remember exactly which year of the six years it was, but I feel as though it probably was was around year two. So, yep, because I'm thinking as to who the AP was. So it was definitely around year two as a principal. So that being the case, guys, I was definitely still young in this game of even being, you know, the primary leader, the buck stops with you, right? So here's what happened. Middle school students, like they often do, well, students at any grade, they will write notes back and forth. And in this particular case, there was a note that was exchanged between two students that um, had been intercepted by a staff member because somehow her son, who was also a student at the school, had the note. Now, mind you, the note wasn't even written to her son. So to this day, I'm not really sure how he ended up with it, other than the fact that the boy who was the initial receiver of the note passed it on. Because, you know, sometimes that's how guys do. They want to share, you know, all the things and share, um, you know, information about a a young lady he was interested in at at the school there. Well, the young lady and the boy had been exchanging notes back and forth, and this was right around the time when um, different shortcut 
text was being used, right? And in this particular case, these two students were writing back and forth, saying comments such as, I cannot wait to FK. Oh, when we get a chance to FK, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to do so. So needless to say, (laughs) I did not um, have the proper interpretation as to what FK meant when looking at this note that I received from one of my staff members who she received it from her son, who he received it from the boy. Now, here's where it gets really sticky because I'm reading this note as the school principal. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh no, these kids are in middle school. They're about to ruin their lives. I've got to contact the parents and let them know that this note has been intercepted and they definitely want to, um, you know, go ahead and come up to the school so they can have a conversation with their children. Now, mind you, the note was written from the girl to the boy about how she could not wait to FK. So as we're looking at the note, at this point, we've contacted the parents. The parents are coming up to the school. Everyone is so upset because the daughter has written the note to this young man that she cannot wait to FK. I give the note to my assistant principal to share with her everything that's happening because it was a very full day. And so I may have been in and out and I wanted to make sure when the parents arrived that someone could be ready to, you know, address the situation, receive the parents. Because needless to say, everyone is like freaking out because this young lady cannot wait to FK this boy. So as my assistant principal, who was, you know, younger than, um, actually she might've been older than me, or we were similar in age, is reading it. And she is like, now what else could this FK mean? And I'm, you know, at this point saying to her, well, you know what it means. I cannot believe this young lady wrote this. But as she's reading it, she looks up at me, eyes as big as a deer in headlights and says, French kiss. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe the biggest mistake that I have just made in sharing this with the parents. Because ladies, I did not tell the parents that the note was saying, I cannot wait to French kiss your the young man. Because I had interpreted FK as something else. Yikes. So needless to say, I had to clean it up. I had to clean it up. I was embarrassed. I could have just crawled underneath the table. I did not want to see the young lady. I did not want to see the parents. The, you know, the young lady again, she's in middle school. Her mother's calling the high school daughter, asking her, Have you talked to her about this? Has this come up between you? Because as you know, sisters can be very close. And of course, the sister is like, What are you talking about? So what did I learn from this huge mistake? Aside from, you know, abbreviations can mean multiple things more than what you think there are. Well, one of the big things that I learned was a simple Google search can come in handy. (laughs) But at the time, I simply did not do that. Another thing that I learned was 
I jumped the gun and didn't explore all possibilities. You know, at the end of the day, maybe I should have called the girl to the office, had a conversation with her directly, asked her what the note meant. Perhaps I should have just sent the note home in a sealed envelope and let the parents deal with it all together. Should I had just left it be from the start? Because it later came out that the staff person who gave me the note that she retrieved from her son, who he got from the boy, he ended up getting it from him at a sleepover at their house. So it didn't even happen at the school. I shouldn't have even been dealing with it to start with because it didn't even happen on school property. But again, I made an assumption and I jumped the gun. I should have never got my hands in it to start with. Above all else, I definitely apologize to all parties involved, the boy. I apologize to the young lady who wrote the note. And, you know, I was a little upset with the staff member who brought it to my attention. And I definitely let her know that in the future, should something happen like this, (laughs) you need to just hold on to it at your house. Don't bring it to the school. Now, I haven't been a principal since my last year actually being a principal was 2008. 2008. And when I look back, this is still one of the most difficult and embarrassing moments of my tenure as a principal. From the classroom to the boardroom. So mind you, even though I haven't been a principal since 2008, it's one of the first things that came to mind when I knew I wanted to share with you all about one of my most mm, biggest (laughs) mistakes. This was one of the first things that came to mind. And I haven't been a principal since 2008. That's a pretty long time. At the time of this recording, that's 11 years ago. But remember that it's important to accept responsibility, right? I took responsibility for the error. I apologize to the parents. And, you know, you might find yourself in making a huge mistake. Now, mind you, mine was, you know, a simple school note that went back and forth. But I'm pretty sure if I still remember it from 11 years ago, that those parents probably still remember it too. And maybe even the the students as well. For you, it may be something, you know, at work. Perhaps you accidentally destroyed a huge file or you overstepped and talking in a board meeting or maybe, you know, you're supposed to return or submit that important uh, application and you had the dates wrong as to when it was due. A big mistake can look different in different ways, right? It could be saying the wrong thing to your child or your husband and never really being able to eat those words back. But here's something I want you to remember. I want you to remember that first, it is important to accept responsibility for an error. So how does that look? Well, it's not embellishing it. Let me explain. You accept responsibility for the error. You explain the mistake. You simply say, I apologize. I made a mistake, right? But what you don't do is continue to feel bad about it. 
you have to remind yourself that it's a part of the process. You see, even though I made that mistake 11 years ago in 2008, I don't feel bad about it. I look at it as a chance for when I was still learning. I'd only been a principal at the time for two years. At the time, I didn't even have any teenagers or young people in my life that would have been using these acronyms to communicate back and forth, either via text message or via notes like these kids were doing. And so I don't feel bad about it. But I did have a sense of remorse at the time. You see, when you find yourself in making a big mistake, because you will, that's a part of it, that's going to happen to all of us, you have to replace that apologetic, explanatory, or defensive response with a neutral one. Because a lot of times what will happen is we'll start to apologize, but then we want to put the blame on the other person that you perhaps have offended, or you apologize and you go into explanation mode. So explanation mode, Let let me go further with that. You see, I could have apologized to those parents and then went on and said, but I don't have teens in my house and I didn't know that the acronyms and I don't use shortcuts like that when I'm texting, but they didn't care about that. They wanted to know that, did you or do you not You know, feel bad about what happened? Do you or do you not apologize for what happened? That's really what they're concerned about. The same goes for your boss. The same goes for your staff. The same goes for your team. You have to simply apologize and move on. So how best to respond? And if you happen to have some notes out, I suggest you write these down so that you can practice them for when the big mistake comes, because it will. So when you get ready to respond, again, you want your response to be a neutral one. So for example, you might say something to the effect of, I understand what you're saying, and I will keep that in mind for the future. Or you might try, um, I realize you are frustrated frustrated by the matter, and I will keep that in mind for our next meeting. That one comes in really handy, especially when you are having conversations with your board. So remember, you are neither agreeing or disagreeing with what has happened, but you are acknowledging the fact that you made a mistake. And at the end of the day, that's really what a lot of people want to, to hear and they'll respect you more that you even acknowledge that you are that you did or you have made the mistake. So, here's a point to practice. You yourself might be looking to see, wow, how can I do a better job of being a leader? I want to invite you to awakening a blueprint to find the leader in you. It begins on Epiphany, which is January 6th, but seats are still available, however, limited to 10 participants. And so if you're interested in joining and being a part of this experience, it is a three-week master class. And this master class will include the recordings. It also includes some bonuses. Um, There are multiple tiers and levels including an opportunity for us to have a strategy session, um, as well as mapping out for your quarter, you can find out more information by visiting um, a link in the show notes. I'll make sure to put it there. And if you're just curious or want to learn more about, well, what all is included with Awakening and 
If you are listening to the podcast, you still have access to Black Friday pricing. So be sure and click the link there. I'm super excited. We still have a few seats that are available. Again, it is limited to 10 participants. So if you're interested in learning more, you can click the link in the show notes and learn more there. Again, I want to say thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast, Vlogmas edition. (laughs) Be sure to like and to share. And if you haven't done so, subscribe. And if you would, please consider giving me a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate that. That goes a really long way. And I look forward to seeing you on Instagram as well as LinkedIn at Dr. Lacey C. Robbins. And as I always say, from process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Until next time, everyone.